Welcome to Mommy Making Millions, the podcast. I'm your hostess, Marquita Deshay, mompreneur mentor, author, and visionary strategist. I help mompreneurs develop balance between their businesses and their babies while attaining generational wealth, simply taking their ideas and helping them to turn it into profitable income. Join me bi-weekly as I put the spotlight on other successful millionaire mompreneurs for them to also share their best business practices and truly unveil what it looks like from the glamorous life to the deep, dark, nitty-gritty life of a mompreneur. Welcome back, Mommy Millionaires. Listen, we're kicking off season two of the Mommy Making Millions podcast. Are y'all excited? Your girl has made it to 15 episodes, and this is really huge for me, y'all. I cannot tell y'all how thankful, how grateful I am that you ladies have been rocking and have been rolling. You guys have been listening. You guys have been sharing, and I just want to say thank you. Like, I just never really expected this. But listen, before we hop into this episode, I want you to know that we are now streaming live on YouTube. Yes, go and check us out. If you want to see this episode, check me out on YouTube at Marketed Deshay. And you can actually live stream this episode with us. Well, not actually live stream it, but it's as if you were right there with us, girl. So just come on. On this episode of Mommy Making Millions, the podcast, I got my girl, Takesha Artis. She's a life coach who actually mixed her spirituality, her psychology degree with the neuroscience and finance to transform not only just her life, but those of her clients that she works with as well. And it's also her mission to teach women how to do the same by using a holistic approach to confidently co-creating and sustaining a wealthy lifestyle. Come on, wealthy lifestyle. She used her own mythology to create a framework. Y'all know I love a framework, a good framework at that, that has also not helped just her, but also allowed her to co-create a lifestyle that she's loved so much. So she created a business through by being the CEO of, of um, Takesha's Theory, a financial empowerment form. Y'all ready? I hope y'all got the paper and pens and just ready to soak up all of these biscuits and gravy that Takesha is getting ready to drop for us on this episode of Mommy Making Millions, the podcast. We're going to be talking about how to live a wealthy mom lifestyle. Welcome back, Mommy Millionaires, to another episode of Mommy Making Millions, the podcast. I'm extremely excited for today, ladies. We have an amazing guest. I know I probably say that every time, but I feel like we are getting better and better with the moms that are coming on. The moms are really showing up this season, and I really feel like the moms have entered the chat. We have one of our lovely guests who I'm excited to talk to today because she's going to talk to us about shifting our mindset and really what it's like to co-create wealth as a mommy make a million so welcome to keisha uh to keisha atkins is that right am i saying that correctly artist artist i knew that you know i see you know, <laughs> 
things yeah. never go as planned when you're trying to do things live on air. Um, but I, I did know that I read that. I said, no, this is artist. Um, so welcome to Mommy Making Millions podcast. I want to take a moment to just kind of put a little bit of respect on your name. You have been out in these streets. I've saw over 20 years. And when I say out in these streets, I just mean you've been in the game for quite some time. Yeah, yes. some, quite some time now. So I'm going to give a little bit about you. You have over 20 years. OK, let's just say 20 years in um, financial in the financial industry. You've seen people continuously struggle. But overall, you've been helping people mindset shift. So let's back up. You're a life coach. Um, you're, you mix life coaching with spirituality. Um, you're also a certified public accountant. Okay. See what I'm saying? The receipt. <laughs> <drop it> in. <laughs> yes. And then I was like, what the heck is a neuro-linguistic? Am I saying that right? Practitioner. Yes. Oh, come on. Drop the gems for us on this episode because we need to know what the heck that actually is and how we can live truly a, a wealthy life as a mom because um, this is truly what the Mommy Making Million podcast is all about. So welcome to the Mommy Making Millions podcast. And I want you to also give us a little bit of backstory about yourself because I know sometimes when we start giving all of those titles, people are just like, woo, and blown back. But really, what is it that you do on a day-to-day? I am a certified public accountant who stumbled into why don't people, why do we know what to do with money, but why don't we do it? And that was always my question. I was helping clients and I'm like, why isn't this such a important thing to you? And I stumbled upon money mindset. And so I said, I'm going to change my mindset so I can get a better idea of how to help my clients. But the interesting thing happened when I changed my money mindset, I really didn't change that first. I changed me. I changed who I was. I changed my relationship with money for sure, but my life got better. And so I was like, okay, so this money thing really isn't about money. It's a self thing. And that was like, oh, it clicked. So then I was like, how can I know more about this? So I started to, you know, get certifications on how to do life coaching because it wasn't a money issue. It was a self issue. So then I was like, okay, I want to kind of know how to really change my mindset, how to really know what uh, it is I want. Like people know how to do things and why they should, but there's some sabotage, some block that's stopping them. And NLP for me, which is neuro-linguistic um, programming, that was it. And I was just like, okay, I got it. And so I infuse all of those. If you read my blogs, or if you are on social media, I'm always putting that in there because we can really change not just our mindset, but how we think. And I think that's part of the problem. We don't think about what we think about. For sure. And what I'm realizing is I did take a peek at some of your blogs. Your blogs are truly amazing. I want to scale back just a little bit because you talked about just shifting of the mindset. And I, I'm a firm believer of saying that you manifest your millions in your mindset before they actually manifest in your bank account. And I've learned that coming from losing my own job and then shifting into the world of entrepreneurship, but also being broke as an entrepreneur, making six figures and trying to figure out how to manage it and having that mindset shift to say, you know, I don't care, you know, what I, I was birthed into, you know, I don't care what my credit score is looking like. I have the 
the power to really shift and transform, you know, my mind into thinking and believing bigger and better so that not only I can have it, but the generations after me, my children can have it because they are deserving of this as well. So one of my questions to you is at what point as a mother, you know, as a um, woman, did you realize that you truly had the capacity to develop that mindset shift? Like what was the aha moment for you that really allowed you to say, you know what, I am going to go ahead and get the NLP licensing to help me kind of give that added bonus to who you are. I think what shifted for me is when I realized um, my son had to be a toddler because he was he was still an arm baby. And I remember having to file for bankruptcy. I'm first generation college student. So I came out of college with debt. I didn't know you know, how to use credit cards. No one had that conversation with me. So I graduated with probably 10 credit cards, a lot of credit card debt, in addition to student loan debt. And then I find myself as a newly single mom. And what I realized is that I had been trained to manage millions for corporations, but not the thousands for myself. And I was like, why is that? Why don't I know how to do this for myself? And I was just like, okay, Bankruptcy in the Black community is such a negative thing, but in other communities, it's a, it is what it is, a fresh start, mm-hmm. a way to do over. And I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start fresh and I'm going to provide the lifestyle for my son that I've always wanted. And that shift has just kind of carried on. Like I've taught my son how to budget and I didn't do it intentionally. I just did it because I was a, a single mom. So I'm like, you know, Santa can't really help us right now. I'm going to need you to work within my budget. Mm-hmm. And so while you're trying to circle everything in these Christmas catalogs, let me show, tell you, like, this is how much we can do. And you figure out. And so now he's 21 and he knows how to, you know, how those life skills work. But it was really that moment, like, why don't I know how to do this? And why was I not taught that? And let me teach myself this because obviously it's it's a life skill that I need. And, you know, just looking at him and realizing that I really have that co-creative power to do anything really was the catalyst for me. Cause it was like, if I can create, we're manifesting all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we're just not intentional with it. So if I'm a little bit more intentional with what I want and what I deserve and what I know are my goals, then by default, I should be able to have those things. And so it was just, you know, again, me shifting and, and wanting something better. But this last year for me has, my life is totally unrecognizable. But I think that's what it's all about, too. I'm hearing that and I'm learning that as well, just being super uncomfortable and being in that period of transitioning so that we can we can chart uncharted territory, especially as women and as moms and high achieving entrepreneurs. What I want to talk about is your ability to co-create, you know, Mm -hmm. and what does the word in your by your definition, what do you mean when you say co-create? Okay, so I believe in God and I believe in the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. And so for me, when I do or say my prayers, I believe that what I'm praying, I will get, period. 
It doesn't matter what it is. I may not know when it's going to happen. I may not know all of the steps that will get me there, but I know it will happen. Mm -hmm. So I say that there is, this is my goal. This is where I am. This may be up to this point, maybe what I know to do. That other piece, I call that the God gap. God got that. So I don't have to worry about that. I just need to do my part. I need to do the nudges. I need to take the nudges as they come. I need to take the inspired action. I need to do the work on making sure that when those doubts come up, that I am, you know, reframing the doubts. I need to make sure that um, I'm protective of what it is and not talking to everyone about it who may be, you know, it may be they want the best, but they may be negative in their delivery. Mm -hmm. And so it's being protective of what it is that I am manifesting. And I just feel like if I'm holding and doing my part, God will do his part. And that's co-creation. Oh my God, I love that. (laughs) That gap though, that gap is the scary part because that gap you have no control over. That gap is the part where it's like, you sure you got me? Like, you sure this going to happen? You you sure I can have this? You sure I can do this? I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. January 12, 2019, 2021, I wrote a post that said, I'm moving to California in the next two years. I'm putting it here as proof. January 2021, I wrote that out. What I thought was going to take two years took three and a half months. Wow. I moved to California May 2021. Like the in the pieces just came into you. I wasn't really worried about like how it, it came so fast that my house sold in 72 hours. I didn't even have a place in California because I'm like, oh, it takes a long time for houses to sell. Like I, you know, I got time. And then when my realtor was like, we got 48 offers and wow. give me until Monday. And I'm like, oh, take your time. Cause <laughs> I have nowhere to go there. I like, I hadn't even, cause again, it was a two year thing. So I'm like, okay, at the very least I'll be in California by the fall when my son goes away to school, three and a half months. That's that God gap. It, I was not concerned about the time frame. I just knew in two years when he graduated, that's where we would be. That's that, that's the power of co-creation. Wow. I mean, I had faith, like faith. Like it was just like, okay, it's a done thing. Let's talk about that for a minute. You said so many, you just, wow. Okay. Let's, wow. (laughs) Let's unpack it. (laughs) Let's unpack this thing. Okay. So I love the God gap at this point, because I think that for me and so many of the listeners that are out there right now, that are in between those blessings are trying to figure out what should I be doing while I am manifesting and in this season of processing and transformation. Mm -hmm. And then you talked about trusting God, but also understanding what the work needs to look like so that we can, you know, allow God to do his part, but we're doing the work as well. And so you also focused on, you know, being obedient, writing it down. Hello, let's talk about writing it down. I'm, I'm putting it here because I know this is going to come to pass. I know this is going to come mm-hmm. to pass, you know, and 
I, I don't talk about it enough, but we focus on motherhood mindset in ministry here at the Mommy Making Millions podcast. So it's just those trinkles of those aha moments, you know, and I'm in the middle of a fast right now because I'm in the middle and in the midst of this guy gap. So what you're saying is so relevant and so powerful because I think that we hear about the mustard seed faith so often that we we, we we don't know how to navigate between now and next. And that's where we have to realize that is a God gap. And so co-creation, mm-hmm. I love your terminology of co-creation. It's God doing his thing, but I'm also doing the works because the Bible tells us faith without works is dead, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to be moving. And so one of the things that you did in your faith was you started executing on part of the strategy, which we haven't even gotten into strategy on the podcast yet. So I want to, I also want to back up because I took a snippet from one of your blogs. You said, I see myself doing the work. I declare daily words to support the vision. I see myself taking action that supports the vision and asking for guidance. I speak to my goals. I boldly deny doubts or hello out loud. And then I see and speak what I say until I see what I said. Wow. You have to, I think so many women in particular, we don't have what we want because we're looking at where we are and where we are compared to where we want to be seems so far. It seems so outlandish. It just seems so impossible. And so we say, I don't see how it can happen. Mm -hmm. So I probably shouldn't want it as bad, or I probably am going to start doubting that it can happen. Mm -hmm. And the moment you start to doubt it, it loses its vibrancy. It it loses that momentum. But I want you to know, like, it doesn't matter where you are. Miracles can happen like that. And and most of us have some type of story Mm -hmm. that proves that. And so, there's this thing in NLP, it's called success stacking. And it says that, and I just used it for God because I'm not a church girl. And so I didn't have like all of the, this. these are the promises that God has. These are the things that God promises that, you know. And so I read the Bible one summer and I was just like, I wanna know for myself what his promises are. I wanna build this relationship with him myself. And I was just like, okay, They say he's the father. Well, Mm -hmm. I didn't have an earthly father. So how do I build this relationship with this, in my mind, entity in the sky? And I was just like, you know, I don't, I know he's real, but I don't know how to build Mm -hmm. that connection, that relationship. And I read this book by Mandy Hill and everything in my spiritual journey starts here. And in the book is called Beautiful Uncertainty. And she has this part where she goes on this date with God. And I was like, that's it. Make God human. Mm. Make him human. I can relate to someone if they are human and maybe they're just not here with me, but I can still speak life to them. I can still talk to them. And so that's how I built my relationship with God. I said, and to this day, like it's in my mind, he comes with his suit on and we have coffee or I envision us having, you know, these dinner dates or whatever, but I made him human. Mm-hmm. And then I said, if he's my father, he absolutely wants the best for me. And so I started success stacking and saying like, oh, well, he did this. Well, if he did this, he'll do this. Oh, well, if he did that, he'll do this. 
And if he did that, he'll do this. And so it just became my evidence that he's always there. He's always wanting the best. And I looked at it as my relationship with my son. I'm always going to put him in position to win. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Why wouldn't God? Oh, that's good. Why wouldn't God? I'm always going to give him the advice if he comes to me. I don't know what he's going through if he doesn't come to me. Right, right. I should probably go to God. I sh God wants to bless me. My I would give my son all of the money I have. Matter of fact, we all give them all of the money we have. Why wouldn't God want to bless me and give me all of the money that I need? And, and so I just started looking at it differently. And that success stacking just... It gave me further proof that everything that I want, I can have. I just need to go to God for. And I'm willing to do my part and just let him do that God gap. And that success stacking. And when I went back and I was just like, he's always been there. But I would feel like certain parts, maybe he he's there for this, but not for this. He's mm -hmm. there for this, but not for the business. The business isn't doing it. But I was like you also aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing in this business. Mm -hmm. You want to stay over here and do this business finance, but I'm telling you to do more financial life coaching. So you aren't being obedient. So I'm not going to bless anything where you're not doing your part. And I was like, I hear you, but this is safe. I know how to do this. I've been doing that part for 20 years. This is new, but it's like, it wasn't new. I had been doing that. I just didn't have a name for it. Right. Yeah. I love that success stacking. Okay, well, mm -hmm. we're gonna put some. Blessings. You can do it with anything, anything yeah. at all. Like it's just to build your confidence and show you that evidence that what you are now thinking is true. Um, you know, like when you have doubts and you say, "Is this true?" Most of the time, the doubt isn't true. And then you say, okay, well, if it isn't true, what is the new doubt? What is the new belief I want to have? Mm -hmm. And when you have that new belief, you can't just go back to the way you used to do things. You need new support, new evidence to make sure that you are in alignment with that new belief. And success stacking helps. It's like, oh, well, if, if God did that for her, he could do it for me. Oh, she's doing this in business. I could do that too. Or, you know, whatever it is, but that success stacking just gives you that support for that new belief that you want to have. Absolutely. I love that. I, I also love the fact that you mentioned um, being able to have that resources there to remove the belief and also to a transition uh, the belief system. So now you can have the power to believe, you know, if she's doing it, you know, it's possible for me to achieve. And I know mm -hmm. that the power of proximity for just anyone in business is just extremely important because it only looks impossible until it's done. And then when you see it's done, you are like, you know what, I do serve God in this in this magnitude to whereas, you know, I've also learned the power of asking for what we are seeking and being bold about what we're asking for. Yeah. And so that kind of transitions me into one of my next questions for you is, you know, truly some of the mindset shifts that we need to have as women, you know, as moms. Um, that pertain to what we can truly have. And so it's almost like I, I remember being in corporate and feeling like I did not want to settle. You know, I knew that there was more for me. I knew that um, mm -hmm. that I had valuable skill sets, but the opportunity there, it was just kind of like, you know, God, where are you leading me? And so 
inside of where I was in, in, in the midst of that guy gap, let's just say we're, we're using the guy gap. Mm-hmm. How can you help women to have the mindset shifts of understanding the difference of them understanding what wealth really looks like as compared of as compared to what they really feel possible for them to achieve? I think we should start with defining what wealth is for us. That's first. Wealth is going to look different to different people based on their money story, their attitudes with money, their relationship with money, what they find value in, where they are financially. It's all going to look different. When I first started, um, after I filed for bankruptcy, wealth to me looked like being able to pay all of my bills at one time. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, and then wealth looked like me being able to save, you know, $10,000. And that was like a lot to yeah. me at that time, just to be able to save, but then to accumulate a lot of money. Oh, you can not tell me I was not rich. Um, and then, you know, wealth looked like, you know, having a good credit score. So wealth had for me has really shifted based on where I am. Now I'm more subtle. I have investments and wealth right now to me is legacy. And I just finished doing my estate plan. And I'll tell you, like, that was very emotional. I put it off for a year. I felt like I was really preparing to die. That's what my my mind said. You are preparing to die. You're, And I just put it away. And then I put it away and forgot about it. And the attorney ended up sending me an email and I said, you know, this process is definitely needed, but mentally I had to go back and say, you're not preparing to die. Mm-hmm. You're preparing for the event that will happen so mm-hmm. that your son doesn't have to deal with this and grief. And so I had to, again, shift it. And, you know, when you define wealth, it makes what others think wealth is not matter. To me, wealth where I am now is the ability to freely experience life. Mm. We want the freedom. Absolutely. You know, we, we money is a part of it because money is what we use to afford us the lifestyle. But truly, mm. what we really want is the ability to experience life on our own terms. And everyone has their own definition of what that looks like. And so if you kind of take away what society says wealth is and define it for yourself, you'll be so much better off because it's truly for you. And I think that's the problem with so many self-help and um, financial, you know, books or, you know, programs is they don't remind you that wealth is your own journey. Like personal finance is personal to you. And so everyone can say like, do you know, real estate or invest or, you know, do this. But what does it feel like to you? What feels good to you? All of those avenues are possible, but what feels good to you? And then doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also women in particular, we have to get over the, the guilt and the shame of not being where we think we should be or not being able to give our kids certain lifestyles that they see on social media and they want 
And we may just not be able to afford right now. But I also think you can have conversations with your children, even at a young age. And they don't necessarily know how much you have that you make. But, you know, just invite them into those conversations because ultimately they're learning their money habits from you. And so if you aren't aware of your money habits, you're just passing them down. And sometimes even I still am unlearning, you know, things from childhood that is like, oh, yeah, I know where that came from. I need to unlearn this and stop doing this and stop saying this because it really isn't serving me now. And I think sometimes that we forget that, um, you know, everything that we were taught isn't a good thing. Right. Wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's unpack that. (laughs) Let's unpack that. That's, I mean, okay, so it made me think of so many different avenues to just take the questions, right? Because I know the listeners, they're probably like, dig into that, Marquita, go back on that. The first thing that is think like the customers, right? Think like the listeners. The first thing I want to talk about, or just unpack rather, is the wealth plan, right? Mm -hmm. I think for many women listening, this is their first time probably even hearing what a wealth plan is. Um, I love the fact that you said I was intimidated by it. I put it off because I felt like it was me preparing to die, you know, and then I had this mindset shift of no, you know, I am preparing. Um, And for the mom that doesn't know, or the woman that's listening, I always say the woman, right? Um, And shout out to all of the women that listen to the Mommy Making Games podcast that say they're coming to get the gems. What what is the wealth plan? So I think the wealth plan is you need to, number one, know your numbers, right? You need to know your numbers. And that includes what you own. It includes what you owe. It's okay that you have debt. debt and let's just say this. Debt, let me give you a new perspective on debt. Debt is just someone, le- you leveraging someone else's money. It's not good and it's not bad. It is what it is. Student loans are not good. They are not bad. It leveraged, you leverage someone else's money so that you can finish school, right? I look at it like, if not for that leverage, I would not be a college graduate. I would not be doing what I'm doing. So I don't make it good or bad. Credit card debt is not good or bad. It is just you leveraging someone else's money to buy whatever it is that you bought. Let the emotional turmoil that you have about having debt go. Be more intentional going forward that when you use debt, you'll use it in a way that serves your goals, period. Mm-hmm. So know your what you own, know what you owe, know your credit score. It doesn't matter where you are now. That is just where you are now. You're going to work on it. You're going to get your plan together and you're going to fix it, period. It, it lets, so we're so emotional when it comes to money is, but it's rooted in like fear and shame and we should be so much further. And now I made all of these mistakes. So we take it so personal and let that define us. You made the best decisions with what you had at that moment. You're going to fix it going forward. Mm -hmm. Know what it costs to be you. A lot of us are spending money on things that are out of what I call order. 
let's just say this. So this is the order. When you do your plan, when you do a budget, a spending plan, you're going to reprioritize what's important to you. You're going to start with your basic needs, right? And then you're going to say, you know what? I know I haven't been saving. I haven't been investing. You're going to now prioritize that. That's going to be your security. So you have your basic needs, you have your security. And then you're going to say, okay, well, what's left? That's the stuff that's a priority to you. And so after your priority needs have been met, you're going to say then the luxury. That's where you're going to buy the things that you want. The problem is sometimes we buy the luxury before our security is, is taken care of. Yeah, we're going to put them in order. And so what you will find is that as you're starting to do this, you you may find that, OK, you don't have luxury for the next couple months. Right. But your security is is mm -hmm. taken care of. And what happens when your security is taken care of that anxiety that you have, it lessens because, you know, you have this in case something happens plan, or I call it my freedom fund. And so I always put money to my freedom fund. You know, those random checks in the mail, I put it to my freedom fund. Yes, you random. know, <laughs> yes, to random checks. It's like, okay, thank you for this $4 refund. Let me put that there. Um, and so what happens is as you, it becomes like a new normal for you. And so you start to feel comfortable amassing money. And so then make it a game. Oh, if I have this, I can get to this. And so now you're changing your, how you view money. And it's not so much scarcity. It's not so much, I don't have because you're prioritizing it. And it's only for a season. Mm. You know, we think of, it has to be done in a year. Well, it didn't take you a year to get into that situation. So it shouldn't take you a year to get out of it. It may take you a year to build that really good foundation. And we have to stop thinking that, oh, well, it, it's going to happen fast. Well, you didn't get into it fast. Mm. And there's also other stuff that you need to do. Every level that you get to when it comes to money, you're going to have to do new work there. Like the work on being comfortable safe. Saving it, you know, sometimes we were raised that, you know, you can't take it with you. And, you know, if you didn't have, you may have this sense of I'm going to buy everything that I want. And so then that goes against your goal of living a wealthy lifestyle, the ability to have that freedom. And so you just need to look at what you're doing, what your habits are, what your patterns are and say, is this serving my future goal? Is this serving my wealth plan? Is this serving the goals that I have? And sometimes you'll find that they aren't. But again, go to that story of what is it that I believe about this? What is it that I was taught about this? Is it true? If it's not true, what's the new belief you want to have? And then again, get that success stacking, have that support, have that new evidence. Takesha, this has been amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Amazing. Because, you know, I think that defining wealth, you put a new perspective for just any anyone really listening. Mm -hmm. And for the mom that is in debt, you know, um, I think there are a lot of people that are um, too prideful to say, I'm really, in, I am really in debt. I don't have a wealth plan. My credit sucks. I don't want, I'm only looking at bankruptcy negativity, negativity, negatively, 
And because of that, it makes me feel like I'm not getting anywhere. Um, I'm never going to get anywhere. I'm going to continue to have these self-inflicting beliefs to make me feel like, you know, I'm comparing myself to what I see on social media. I do see, you know, all of these successful people who appear to be, you know, living their best life through social media and through a social media lens, taking their kids on flights, passport stamps. And we have begun to measure our own life based on someone else's means of wealth and success. And like you're saying, I think that this conversation allows us as women, as moms, as humans to have another narrative towards what we believe wealth is and how we can continue to co-create a new creation of a wealthy mindset. And you even given us strategies on what we can do to begin to implement um, some um, best practices so that we can change our, our mindsets and, sh and shift them into believing, you know, what, what does wealth look like to me? You know, when you mm -hmm. talked about the freedom, um, even speaking about just how you were talking to your son, you know, when it came Christmas time and just, you know, breaking those habits so that we're creating new habits, you know, of, um, positive habits of wealth and i'm just so thankful to have you here on the mommy making millions podcast i feel like we need like a part two of this um <laughs> because it's so it's so much deeper than what money can buy it's so much deeper than what money can buy mm. and i know a lot of times when people hear mommy making millions it's really not about the millions it's about the legacy and the birthright and the uh generational wealth that we're trying to leave and even if that generational wealth is the the fact that we were the ones to, to do it first we're we're the ones that's breaking the generational curses the generational mindset barriers off of our lives and off our children's life so that they can go further than we ever ever thought like the sky is not even the limit like we're continuously breaking just so many dynamic um just it's, it's just, it's so much that we can definitely unpack here. And so I definitely want to thank you. Um, I really feel like there's so much more. <laughs> well, let me know. We can definitely do a part two. And I, I do want to say this to the women. Um, don't allow your self-worth to be tied to your net worth. It's mm -hmm. That's not the formula. Self-worth does not equal net worth. Right. I'm sorry. Net worth does not equal self-worth. Your right. self-worth influences your net worth. What you believe is true for you, what you believe that you can have will influence how you handle money. But how you handle money is not a direct reflection of you. It is a reflection of your stories, your borrowed beliefs, what your parents told you, what society is telling you. Those may not even be what you truly believe. You're just working off of programming and you have the power to change it. You have the power to say, this is not how I'm going to do money anymore. This is not the story I'm going to tell myself about money anymore. This is not the story I'm going to have about money anymore. I remember when I was first heard about, you know, making millions and that sounded so far so far-fetched. And I was just like, that is just so uncomfortable to me. And I would say, I'm going to, my first goal was I'm going to make a quarter of a million. <laughs> and it was just me getting used to saying millions and yeah. me earning it. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to get to half of a million. And, you know, as, as I'm 
getting closer now the goal is like it's a million or as close to it as possible because it doesn't seem so far away but I've had to change mm. the way I look at it and, and I had to break it up into little incremental steps along the way so it's possible guys like it really is and if you say a quarter of a million and you get to 60,000 you you're still good and for it again, like it's no shame in having the same goal the next year and and striving to get to it. Like everything isn't instantaneous, um, but it's possible. And I think if if I leave you with nothing else is that it is possible. It is possible for you to change your life, period. Period. <laughs> I will fight you on it. <laughs> Like it is so possible, but you know, you do have to think about what you think about. Mm -hmm. I love this. Um, we might just have to have you at the 2023 uh, Mommy Making Millions brunch because <laughs> I think that what you're saying, you've definitely shifted the mindset of a lot of the listeners today um, that are listening. And um, going forward, I think that you know, saying we are millionaires and future billionaires or whatever we believe we mm -hmm. will become, um, saying it, writing it down and manifesting it and allowing God to co-create and learning how to sell a success stack in the process gives us that blanket of assurity that it can come to pass. We just have to continue. We haven't even gotten to strategies yet, but I wanted to say, <laughs> how can, um, so for our listeners that may want to work with you, how can um, some of our listeners work with you or what's coming up? What else do you have within uh, or are you expecting to um, see come forward in 2023? So right now I am working on my digital products. Um, I am working. What's, what's a value to me this year is coming from corporate. Um, I've been a full-time entrepreneur for a year. So I am working on time freedom. And so I am working on building my own kind of academy and putting those products in place to really help women um, not just shift what they believe in, but give them real strategy. You know, it's, it's enough to say like, yeah, you can believe it, but how do you really shift those beliefs? How do you really put the plan into place? Um, so I'm really um, focusing on building this academy because I feel like we can co-coach ourselves just like we can co-create. Um, but sometimes we don't, the, we don't know what books or we don't know what strategy or, you know, and so it's me combining all of the knowledge that I've learned and putting it in concise containers that say, you don't have to read a 400 page, seven books to do this. This is what it is. And this is how I used it. And this is how you can use it. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I would definitely be doing more speaking and just really getting and sharing the narrative of wealth looks different from for everybody. And it's not so much about the money as it is about your ability to live life on your own terms. That's really what wealth is. And I think when we understand that at a core level, a lot more people will have less anxiety They'll have less guilt and less shame around money. And I really want to just change the narrative about our relationship with money. Where you're doing just that um, at this <laughs> point, hashtag wealthy mom lifestyle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then your social media is, is it at Takesha? Yes, Takesha Artist. Yes. Okay. 
and, and that's on sure. all social media. Perfect. I'll be sure to put that into the show notes. Ladies, thank you so much for tuning in to the Mommy Making Millions podcast. I will be sure to make sure you have all of Takesha's information. Be sure to connect with her. Um, make sure you are on the know for those digital products. Um, I don't know if you have any, any kind of downloads, but I'll make sure that we put all of your information inside of our, our show notes so that they can connect with you because you're someone definitely that needs to be in all of the Mommy Making Millions products. products proximity. I don't know why I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> so this has been fun. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, Mommy Millionaires, that wraps up another episode of the Mommy Making Millions podcast. Listen, your reviews are everything. I mean, they really let me know on days where I really be feeling like giving this thing on up child should I keep going I sit back and I'll read all of the reviews so if this podcast this episode has helped you in any kind of way please drop a review and let me know share this podcast with your community screenshot it put it on social media y'all like let's really go up and um, I just want to let you know if you haven't already done so be sure to click the link for the show notes because I want you to have access to your 2023 free strategic planning checklist if you don't already have one this is something that I'm going to be gifting to you and again I just want to say thank you I just can't say thank you enough but I want y'all to know I appreciate y'all until next time be good